Amen? So Joshua is dead, but God is not dead. I mean, Moses is dead, but God is not dead. Praise God. He's alive. He said, no man take my life. I lay it down, and I pick it back up. That's powerful. What kind of God is that? Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're going to carry on. Honesty. Honesty. Thank you for your touch of comfort. Bless your heart. Hallelujah. All right, chapter 4, St. Corinthians. I must tell you, Sister Robin, I became paranoid for the rest of the saints after that. I was paranoid all the way up. I didn't know where the beatings were. I didn't know where the rest of you guys were. But I was praying for you. I said, God, Highway 63 is no threat to us. Nobody reported in the paper that someone got the Holy Ghost on that highway. But I, I prayed someone through the Holy If I didn't pray, it was not true. God gave the Holy Ghost without me helping out. I was talking about Jesus, and they received the Holy Ghost, and from there got baptized in Jesus' name. Someone should tell them that. It did happen. It did happen. So, Kim, you were there when we baptized the guy, or was it yours? Mr. Willan? No, Mr. Willan was there. He jumped out of the water and grabbed her, and so excited. He wet everybody up in water. <laughs> it was a fiasco. It was awesome. All right. Chapter 4. It's in Corinthians. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walk in craftiness, nor handle the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commanding ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Can we pray? Oh God, how excellent is thy name. In all the earth. Again, you have saved us from calamity. You have taken us out of trouble and distress. What a mighty God you are. You are special here, God. Speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. Maybe seated. Hallelujah. My mom told me when she was a little girl and her mom was passing away when they were young. In those days, medical science was not as sharp as they are today. She would have died from things. She died in her, her early years. She says, I hand you all back to the hand of God. 
And in my absence, God will take care of you kids. A preacher walked in their village and preached the oneness of God. And baptism in Jesus' name. My parents then didn't know each other, but my mother belonged to a faith. I won't name it. I don't want to be prejudiced against it, but they, they, they believe a certain doctrine. And somehow God opened my mom's heart. She believed this message. And they gave her a rough time and said, what new doctrine is this this guy brought here? They call it the new doctrine. And she told us how they turned the lights off on her and, you know, just mistreated her because she had no dad nor mom. And my dad had the same story. It's amazing when God brings people of like experience together. But all the time, God became a daddy. When you don't have a mommy and a daddy, there's a God that becomes that. Jerusalem is the mother of us all. And Jesus Christ is the father of us all. Amen. He's my daddy. He's yours. And Jerusalem above is my mother. That will never die. And she believed in the message. And then my dad had the same similar experience. And just so happened the same faith come to him. Now, if my mother had not had this gospel come her way, she would have been lost today. No matter what she did, she would have been lost. I'm talking about my mother. God had been merciful and bring us truth. Amen. The bass of the blind lead the blind. They're both going to fall in the ditch. This is the most powerful scripture you can look at when people bring to you esoterics or argument that are outlandish as if God is ignorant of where people are. And you can say, so-and-so never heard, but you don't know for sure. You really don't know. You are assuming they haven't heard. But many have heard. You just don't know it. Their response was different. But the blind lead the blind about falling the debts. Another lady came to our church in Edmonton and, and got the revelation because her daughter got the truth through my mom and myself and others. And then her husband came in long after and she wouldn't let go of this doctrine she had. So finally God convinced her to tell her mom that this is the way. So her mom went back to the Caribbean and hid and got baptized in Jesus' name and came back. <laughs> didn't want us to do it because the pride wouldn't let her accept the fact that she didn't know. As if it was a shame. You can only live what you know until the truth comes. And they let go and go on to truth. But she, she concealed it and we found out she did. And then her husband joined in and got the Holy Ghost. Brother Gordon got the Holy Ghost. And that's Vicus's parents. Amen. They both got the Holy Ghost, got the truth, and baptized in Jesus' name. And then they wrote back to their pastor and told him what they found, what they know, and he did not receive it. He said, oh, it's in the scripture, but it's all the same. Even on his dying bed, she wrote and said, sir, this is it. And he just couldn't recant because his church was huge. And he didn't want to face the fact that in the past, he didn't know the methods. 
And he couldn't answer the perennial question, what about those who have gone on before under his ministry? But you know, this Bible always have an example that covers all our case study. Whatever case you have, God have an example in this book that will deal with that situation. And so he chose to die that way. Now, you can judge what happened to him. I'm in judgment. He's gone. He's in God's hand. But I'm going to say this much here. But if our gospel, not yours and mine, the apostolic gospel, if it is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Period. No argument. No discussion. No debate. You want to debate? Don't debate me. I got nothing to say. I didn't write this. I will not defend it. It doesn't need defending. It's a statement of declaration that this is the way it is. Hallelujah. And so Paul is writing. I want you to notice here who's doing the hiding of what. In verse 3, we say it's hid. Verse 4 told us who hid it. And not like you play hide and go seek. The God of this world, and really he's not really God, it's just a cliche, he's not really God. Only one God there is, is Jesus Christ. The God of this world, which is Satan, have blinded the minds of them which believe not. The problem, the mind got blinded. They don't believe. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image of God, or the visible representation of the invisible God, should shine unto them. In other words, in case God gives them an understanding of the manifestation of the Godhead. That's what he's saying here. The image of God has referred to the manifestation of the Godhead. God was manifest in the flesh. God who is invisible take on an image that's visible. He said, lest that revelation should shine onto them, he blinded their minds huh? that believe not, lest the gospel shine to them. He said, for we are not preaching ourselves, Paul. We're not preaching who we are. We're preaching who he is. We're the servants or conduits. Then he said, verse 6, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness in Genesis chapter 1, to give the light of the knowledge he shone in our hearts. You can sit right here and I can preach to you and you don't understand one word I'm saying. Oh, you hear the words. But you don't have a revelation whether you're in or out. Did you know that? Yes. It says, He shone that light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then he called it a treasure. The gospel is a treasure. Now, the writer is presupposing you know what the gospel is. Because if you don't know what the gospel is, how do you know if you got the real or the counterfeit? How do you test? How do you recognize that what you have is genuine? I told you when I came to the church, I was born in this thing, but my parents 
had to have a revelation. After I accepted, then I got my revelation in due course of my own. It was the God of Abraham, then then he became the God of Jacob. But first the God of Abraham, the father first. And finally became the God of Isaac and Jacob. They got their own understanding of God. And you've got to get your own also while you're hitchhiking on faith. Because faith says you believe without evidence. But after you get the revelation, you have evidence that he is who he is. He says, now, for we preach in ourselves, but we have Christ being preached to us, and God gave us a light. Light means illumination, revelation. Now, do you even understand what I'm saying here? I want to watch the sower, sowing the seed. Here he goes, sow the seed. And the Bible says, some fell by the wayside. The birds came and picked it up. Then Jesus explained what it meant and said it means that they did not understand. I believe most people backslide because they don't understand. What's being preached? What's required of them? Why we should do certain things? And the devil uses misunderstanding and lie to them. And they see things that are not there. They believe suppositions and they believe presumptions and they end up falling by the wayside. He said, when the sower sow the seed and they don't understand, then come the devil and pick up the word and take it out of their heart and don't avoid it. He put something else there. Now, when I was in Caribbean, Jamaica, they had a, a flu going around, TB. It was rampant in my days, in my youthful days. And people were dying from it and crippled from it. So our school that I went to, and they give you an inoculation. That means they put enough of that serum in your body, not enough to, to hurt you, but enough to get your body alive and fight against it. So when the disease comes, it can't enter because I've developed an immunity to it. And that's what religion is. Religion is immunity against truth. You get so much immunity, immunization with religion, that when truth comes, you do not want it. From the airport today, taxi driver, he's, he's speaking very loud, Trinity, and all this doctrine that they all said, same thing. And I'm playing naive, and I'm just asking questions. And the more I ask, the softer his tone gets, the softer it gets. And then he says, it's a mystery that cannot be understood. I said, yeah, but didn't your Bible, I said, didn't your Bible say, uh, it's to you is given to understand the mysteries? Did it say the mystery that was hid is now revealed? Did it say we're inexcusable? He start going down and and. He said, oh, it's just, I believe I can't, I can't explain, it's a mystery. And church, when he said it to me, I realized he's poisoned. Because I know he's not the author of that belief. He's a continuation of a lie. Amen. At the funeral, this girl followed me around. You know, she, 
the one that was carrying the part of the the uh, the funeral thing, and she came out again asking the same thing: "Where you go to church? Where's your church at?" And I've never heard this before. I didn't. What's Pentecost? What is that? Where do you get this from? Where do you guys do this? And da da da. Two times, in there and out there. Again, she started arguing again. You know? Where's your church at? And da da da. I gotta look into it. I gotta find out more about this. And I want it. And the one who drove me said the same thing. Then I, my heart smote me. And I'm thinking to myself, this is interesting. And then somebody came to me and said, the guy who runs the PA system says, he's never heard Christian like that before. Where's this come from? How come we do this? And wow, if I'd known, I'd have given him a mic to walk around with. Now, church, I'm not flattering me. It's about me. It's about what they're saying. What they're saying we are in a huge religion, but the basic fundamental of the apostolic faith is not known. Never heard. Never heard. Now, in Mark 16, and verse 16 tells you, he that believes and is baptized shall be what? Saved. Now, we a lot of churches will teach baptism is not necessary. That bothers me, but what bothers me more is when our oneness Bible school head on said, if you're so sick on a bed that you can't get up or the family won't allow it, you can still claim salvation without water baptism. And this is the dean of a college, the head on So the question is asked again. And I once said, Priest said, Well, why not, be, why not just get water and wash the feet and wash the hand? And that's baptism. Then another preacher said, Just a minute now. Why not get a, a, a sheet wet and spread over them and says, Cover them with it. I got a problem with that. I'm asking the guy in the taxi, sir, I accept what you tell me, but please tell me, is that in your Bible? Can you find well no, no. Then why are you telling me this? Why are you asking me to believe what's not written in your Bible? It's your Bible. Well well, it's a mystery, can't be understood. Church if our gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Now, we can argue why it's lost and why people uh, don't hear it, but don't change the formula to match an argument. You don't do that. Otherwise, you're false. You are dealing with what's already settled in heaven. The gospel there is no duplication of it. There is no substitute of it. And even if you did, it wouldn't work. Because God has the final record. Amen. Amen. The gospel was not designed on earth. It was designed in heaven. It came down to us. Now, Hebrews 4 and verse 2 says, The gospel preached did not profit them. 
not mixed with what? Faith. Now I understand that's true. When you come to God, 99% of our acceptance is without understanding. Then God teaches after. Because he that comes to God must first believe. Right. Believe God. Why shouldn't you doubt him? God's not a liar. But it didn't profit Israel not mixed with faith. All right? Now, this gospel, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? What is it? And I'm not going to discuss what the gospel is tonight. I'm going to assume you know what the gospel is. But I'm going to tell you some things about the gospel, and that is, it's a treasure that's hid in our field. The Bible said we have this earth and what? Treasure in us. In us. Ephesians 6 and verse 9 and 20. Let me know that the apostles and you and I are ambassadors of the gospel. Hello? And it's something we're fighting for. When you come time to, to, to talk about the gospel in a world that's hostile towards it, Philippians 1 27, people are hostile towards it. The apostles even are praying for boldness. Boldness to speak as he ought to, as we strive to present the gospel. Why? Because not everybody know what it is or even believe what it is. Hello. Now, how many of you don't know what the gospel is? Long before you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, God preached the gospel to Abraham. Hello. And what God taught Abraham was there's only one God. If you get that wrong, everything else is wrong. Because that one God is the rock foundation of our church. And the foundation is no good. All the superstructures have no value. Amen. And there's only one foundation. Are you with me? Now, Paul in Thessalonica went and preached the gospel. In verse 5, chapter 1, he uh, said the gospel came with... Power and in words. In power and words. Now, I could say a lot about the gospel. I wish I had readiness to receive it. And some people are ambassador of it. And the world, we take the gospel to. They don't always are receptive towards it. But there are people who, the Bible says, it's hid from them. Now, in First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. Go there, please. It tells you, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. But what is it? Hello? We're told that you should not preach any other gospel. And verse 6 to 9. This is the key right here. There are not many. Remember now. God's not organization. Hello? Titles or colleges or universities. He's come back for people. People who have obeyed the gospel. And Paul said to Galatians, I'm, I'm marvelous that you have gone to what you call another gospel. Now, most of you don't realize this in the world today. Any other religion, any other way of worship that's contrary 
to the book of Acts is another gospel. And I don't need to name them. They come down a dozen. They're, our city is full of it. Everything this man told me was contrary to the apostolic faith. What you hear in TV and radio and so on is contrary to the apostolic faith. Baptism is not a vestige of some leftover. Another gospel, Paul says, though we are an angel from heaven, preach another than this. It defends itself. If they preach any other gospel than what John the Baptist preached, and Jesus preached, and the apostles preached, God says it is another gospel. It's not the gospel. Now, when Jesus was going to leave the world, the last word he gave them was, Go in all the world, all the world, and preach the gospel. Not a, the gospel. And he told them what to preach. That repentance and remission of sins must be preached in his name. Luke 24, 44 47, tell you that. That repentance and remission of sins, that's piece of the gospel. Those are within content of the gospel. But the gospel about God is one. One God. That's the gospel. If you believe that, then there's a plan for you to become a part of his family. You've got to be born of the water and the spirit. Otherwise you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You will not enter in. You won't even see it. Won't taste it. Now they Pentecost, what happened? They got the gospel in operation. Men, got, men were being born again. Amen. On the day of Pentecost. You believe that? So, there is no other gospel. And Revelation 14, 6 says, And when God was about to wrap the whole thing up, He said, Send the angel one more time. And they preached the everlasting gospel. Now, were they preaching Acts 2, 38? No. What were they preaching? One God. Because while they were doing that, there are others claiming to be God who sit in the seat of God. Hello? The first doctrine we got, Fred, is there's only one God. That's the first thing God teaches. There's only one God. In the beginning, God. After that, God's. <laughs> Well, not God's and God. So the gospel is about God, who God is. If you don't know him, it means he did not manifest himself to you. Hello? Now, so there is an everlasting gospel. That means there can be no reformation of the gospel. Church, our gospel did not start in Topekas, Kansas, Hollywood, Rome, or any such place. Oh no. We must find our origin in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. In the upper room. Where our leader was Jesus Christ. So there is no other gospel. Are you with me? Now. So we know that Paul and John says. There is an everlasting gospel. So anyone tell that we had come out of the dark age with Martin Luther hello 
maybe their dark ages. But church, the world never has light. It's still in darkness. We've never come out of it. Individuals have come out of it. But the world's still dark. Hello. And now, so I'm telling you tonight that the Bible says there is an everlasting gospel. There's never a time when the church did not exist. Finally, gradually come through Constantine and through Rome and through Rome bishops and their apologetics, and finally we got the light, and bang, there we are into biggest cancers, oneness of God. Nonsense! It was a bunch of Trinitarians who became oneness into biggest cancers. A bunch of Trinitarians in the Zulu Street who became oneness. Come on now. And so what happened? They're going back to the original. They're not the original. Hello. Now, was God ever without a weakness? No. God is never without a weakness. He says this gospel shall be preached in all the world. So there's no part of the world where this gospel will not be preached. Because he commanded it. And it will be done. All right? Now, in Romans ten sixteen, go there. We're told Israel did not all obey the gospel. They didn't obey it. They know it. How? They worship Balaam, Tammuz, Cinnamus, and all bunch of idolatrous things. And so God revealed to the Gentiles the oneness of God. He was in the world, seen of angels. Preach unto the Gentiles. What do we see? The mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of the word mystery being hid. God was manifest. You can't hide and manifest at the same time. You're manifesting what was hid. And God has given us understanding that we might know that Jesus Christ is the true God and eternal life. Now God brought that to us. It came through the gospel. And the word gospel means good news. God brought us good news. And so Paul wrote Romans chapter 10 and 16. He also penned St. Corinthians 4 verse 3. That if this gospel of who God is is hid, is hid to them that are lost. If you don't get him right, you won't get the rest right. Because he's central to the gospel. Amen. Now, here's what happened. It's hid because people are lost. But some people have discovered it. For example, look at Luke 11.52. We're told the Pharisees hid the key of knowledge. When we teach the Bible, we're teaching spiritual knowledge what we're doing. Amen. We're teaching the knowledge of Christ. Amen. And so there are people who know the keys and will conceal it. When a preacher does not use the keys given to Peter, he is guilty of concealing it. He chose not to use those keys. And so if the keys aren't used, you're coming in some other way. 
Are you with me? I'll give unto you the keys to the kingdom. Well, how do you get in without a key, honey? Unless you jump the wall somewhere. Or you violate, amen, the security system. We're told in the Bible that there are people in our world who will not become Pentecostal and will stop others from becoming it. That's the immunization system. Matthew twenty three thirteen. How many of you have, you know, after that girl talked to me, the second time she came back, she said, oh, I just phoned my friend and told him what you guys were doing. And said, my, my friend says, I'll take it to church. I thought, uh-oh, she's in for trouble now. She's in for trouble. At first, the friend had no interest. But all of a sudden, interest is revived. The devil going to slip in there. Taylor's going to tell her. Stay away from those people. She won't go in, and she won't let the girl go in either. Matthew 23, 13. He said, Woman, you crowned Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the kingdom of God against men. For you neither go in and want others in. Now, the Pharisees are people that reject the baptism of John. And Jesus asked them, Was it of God or of man? They said, We can't tell. Meaning, if we answer it the way you want me answered, you're going to say, Why didn't you obey it? And so we're going to give you a, a fuzzy answer. I can't tell. He said, well, I'll tell you by the power I do, what I'm doing. Church, I'm trying to. The Pharisees knew that John was of God. They knew Jesus Christ was right. But they felt threatened by his presence. And they did not want the people to believe on Jesus. Because many believed but would not confess him. Hello. And so they would not confess who Jesus is. Now, when God met Paul on the Damascus journey, he was, he was ignorant also. The gospel was hid from him because he killed Stephen. Stephen preached to him the gospel. Read your Bible. In chapter 7, he preached the whole thing way back from Abraham beginning in early Chaldees right to the Holy Ghost. And Paul said, Stone him. They killed him. But when God met him on the Damascus journey, what happened? His eyes got open. And he realized there's only one God in heaven. And he asked him, Who are you? And the one God said, I am. He got the revelation that Jesus Christ is not just Mary's son, but was God manifest in the flesh. And he said, after the man that some call heresy, so worship I, the God of my father. And in other words, Jesus is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the Lord, Jesus said, search the scripture. Not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That didn't exist. I mean, search 39 books. They testify of me. Moses wrote about me. And if you don't believe his writing, you won't believe me. Now, why do the Jews today not believe what we believe? They're blinded in part. It's withheld from their eyes who Jesus really is. 
For had they known it, they would not have crucified it. But the Gentiles are totally blinded. They know not God. So, if there's only one gospel, what is our church preaching? I'm going to tell you tonight. Religion have many roads to take you to heaven. The gospel only have one way. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is above all, in you all, through you all. There is no other foundation but one. One doctrine. It's a common salvation. It's a common birth. We only know one way. And anything different, it is another gospel. Now, the guy told me today, it's a mystery. Now, I know where that term came from, from Cappadocia, way back when the Trinitarians were fighting over in Rome about what Jesus is. I don't want to confuse you with their mad doctrine, but they finally said, look, man, this is a mystery. We can't understand it. And we keep a byword. Everybody use that word now to, to, to evade the issue. We said, no, no, we have an explanation for you. We can say who the Father is. We can tell who the Son is and who the Holy is, not three separate persons. And that is the gospel. The gospel is go preach and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And if we teach anything different, they were preaching another gospel. Amen. If it's not written, you ought not to believe it. Amen. If it's not practiced, then surely not for us. Amen. Because these things are written for our admonition and our learning. Upon whom the end of the world, not age, world. I don't know why they say age. They say world. Age and world is two different things. Praise God. But you know the word like the word like to play word on words, semantics, and confuse us, but not confusing me. Now tonight, church, how many of you heard this? What about those who never heard? <laughs> what about those who were never told? How about those who said, I've never heard anyone? I said, look, what about the sick? Too sick and too incapacitated that they can't get up and be baptized. What about them? What about the thief on the cross? Hello? Hello? And then they go to a trip in Africa. What about the guy way in dark, dark, dark Africa? I said, no, no, no. You mean dark, dark, dark Europe? Because Europe is so far from God. It's not even funny. Every church in Europe is a museum. You're not going to find God. You're going to find God's and cemetery in the sanctuary. Hello? That's the best thing can do for you. So your bricks and relics and martyrs. Hello? No, church. The Bible says in Romans 10 
How can they call on Him? Huh? In whom they have not heard. And how can they hear without a witness or a preacher? What did God call you to witness about? The gospel? Not the science of scripture, which we call theology. God wants you to go tell the world that Jesus died for our sins. It didn't say Jesus saved us for our sins. It said he died for your sins. Died for it. It say he saved you from it. Otherwise the whole world is saved. And they're not. When Jesus left this world, the world was the same as he found it. Sinning, hatred, murder, and war. And today it's getting even worse. His death only makes a difference to individuals, but not to the world. Shocking, isn't it? Because he's not trying to save the world. He said, I'm not praying for the world. I'm praying for those who are going to believe on me that's in the world. He says, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And you shouldn't love the world. Hello? Now, folks, Acts 19.2, how come God dealt with this and he can't do with it today? Where some people said, we've never heard will there be any Holy Ghost like the girl told us. Hello? Now, when I talk to her about, you know, what I know, what should she have done? Exactly what these guys did. Right? She did not. Well, at a more convenient time, I'll, I'll look it up. We have not so much heard where they're being the Holy Ghost. That's a common thing. They tell people, oh, don't speak in tongues. It's of the devil. And there are all these variants about the tongues. Why? Because... They are wrestling scripture to their own destruction. And so, when they tell you, you don't need this. And this is not necessary. And this was just for the apostles. What are they doing? They are robbing you of what God says is for you in your time. So, more and more the gospel is being hid and Satan is blinding their minds with lies. Now, folks, look at this. Some said, we were never told. Romans 10, 15. Go there. Look at this one right here. <coughs> Church, you need to understand this. The gospel, when it's hid, what's going to happen to them? Now, what's preaching? Now, church, in this free world, there are more preaching on TV, radio. Is that right? Come on. You tell me one person that don't say, Jesus, blank of the blank, blank. Even so-called those who live in a, in a remote part of the world call that name. Nobody ever cursed Buddha's name or Mohammed's name. What name do they curse? Jesus Christ. Is that right? Yes. Why? Because the commandment says not to do it. So, we know the Bible says man is inexcusable. They are inexcusable. They have no excuse. Romans chapter 1 tells us that nobody have any excuse 
for not being saved. Nobody. Not one person. Not my family nor your family. Hallelujah. You know what? Because of the grace of God that grants salvation hath appeared to all. The same God that breathed into you life also makes sure you had a chance to hear. He goes out of his way to make sure you hear. Now, we see in Mark 16, 16, it says, if you don't believe and you don't get baptized, you're damned. Baptism is a believer's baptism. That's why we don't sprinkle babies. Hello? We don't sprinkle people. We don't pour water on them. Hello? We don't say after me, da, 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 da. That's how I got the Holy Ghost. That's not the gospel. That is another gospel. But anytime they're preaching anything but apostolic faith, then you know the gospel is here to those people. That's worship God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in chapter 1, in verse 8, 2 Thessalonians, people are lost because they have not obeyed the gospel. When I was in school, I do math, exams. And why did I fail? I did not understand the laws that govern my problem. I gave answers near, but was not near enough to pass. <laughs> Hello? They mark it wrong. 99.99 still mean you are wrong. God is absolute. Hello? Now, look at the scripture, folks. This is very powerful here. He's coming. All those were left behind on earth are people who don't know God and have not obeyed the gospel. If you don't know God, you're not going to obey the gospel. Now, I know people say, Jesus Christ is God. Church, they don't mean it well, like you think. They're saying He is a God. He's not the Almighty God. And when you pin them down, He's just a second person in some Godhead. And when you pin Him down, He's even less than that. And when you pin him down, the Holy Ghost is in number three position. You know, the race is on. The Father win the race. And guess who came in last? The Holy Spirit. And yet, I said the Holy Spirit is the highest. Huh? So, what are we preaching? Another gospel. If you preach anything beside what this Bible teaches about Jesus Christ, you're giving another record than the one God gave. Hello? And I'm telling you today, you're going to find a new version Bible that will confirm what they're saying. Because they're changing, they're not only trying to change God, trying to change the Bible. That they may confirm their traditions. Are you with me? But God is coming to take vengeance on those. If you want to know what that means, read Revelation. You find what it means. The plagues and the vows and the torture of people who don't worship God. Amen. Romans 10, 16 to 18 says, they have not obeyed the gospel. They have not obeyed. So the, the key is, if you have another gospel 
I don't care what you're preaching, to you it's still hid. Hello. You know, I, I teach on Bible studies many times to people about the essentiality of repentance, the essentiality of baptism in Jesus' name after you believe and you repent of your sins, and the necessity of receiving the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and they look at me like I said nothing. It was a blank stare. No sense of, ah, oh, I need to do it. Let's fulfill it. I did not get the response of Acts 19. Hello? Where they submitted to it. Why? Because the devil interfered with their minds. Interfered with understanding. Hello? I could take one little baby out here. Amen? <laughs> and discuss the economy. And I have but a drool and a dead steer. Hello? I could put it in their hands one thousand dollar bill and they'll chew on it and probably swallow it too. Hello? No understanding. Are you with me? So three things you should write on right now. In chapter one and verse eight, if they know that God and abandon the gospel, they're lost. Chapter four and verse three of Saint Corinthians. If the gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. And by the way, hiding don't mean I put it on the bushel and hide it like this. No. It means their understanding is not there. They can't see necessity. Romans 10 and verse 16 to 18 said, They have not obeyed. When a person don't obey, you know they're ignorant to the truth. Because there's nobody in this building want to go to hell. I don't believe that. I don't believe the most violent person on earth. Not even the devil want to go to hell. He doesn't want to go there. And he's the arch enemy of the world. I said, I don't want to go there. <laughs> That's for before the time. Now, so those three things. They said, we've never heard, never were told, never heard anybody. You're talking to somebody that's lost. Except you believe I am he, you will die in your sins. Very plain. Hello. If you tell God that he's number two, and he said he's number one, then you are a liar, and all liars will have their part in the naked fire. Well, you just change truth into a lie. This thing make room for no error at all. Anybody who gets in has got to be blameless, spotless, and pure. Shocking, but true. He said, nobody can live up to that standard. God says, yes, he can. I have the ability, God says, to present you faultless in his presence. Now, I want to explain to you what's going on here. God has one plan. Galatians 1. 5 to 9. There is no other gospel. Forget about the size of the church and the size of their budget <laughs> and how many on the pews and how fancy they are in their dress code, etc. Forget it! If they do not bring this gospel, they're lost. In fact, John is very plain. If they bring not this doctrine, 
Who said that? I'm going to show this, folks. Church, when you understand this, you know, like I said, I put my mom away this week. My friend, I believe she's rejoicing that she received the truth. She's never been to university or colleges like that. Never been to Parliament. But in heaven, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is your name in the book of life? Are you known by God? Verse 10 of Second John. If any come unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that bid him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. Oh, that's strong. Now, I don't care if it's UPC, AOG, hello, our popes, our bishops. It doesn't matter. Possibly, though, we, the apostles, or an angel, come from heaven and bring any other doctrine. Chapter 1 and verse 3 of First Timothy. If they bring any other doctrine, forget it. That's not God. You're going to miss the mark. The church, that tells me I've got a lot to witness about. I know the truth. And I have a responsibility to make sure whoever come my way should hear what I have to say. They may not receive it. Praise the Lord. All right? You know what? Write this down. Ezekiel chapter 3 and 33 is the reason why I tremble when I realize what I have in my hand. Hello? If you found the cure for cancer and you knew it and didn't tell the world, they would have you up. They'd charge you. They'd imprison you. They would. Hello? They would. It'd be a crime against humanity. All those you're allowed to die. And you wouldn't release it. Is that true? They sure would. It'd be a crime against humanity. And much more the gospel that Jesus brought to us and the apostles uh, propagate to us. And now it's in the written form. Now, folks, look at the Apostle Paul. Acts 20, 20. I'm going to point some things out to you how a real concern, burden Christian is about witnessing to this gospel. Acts 20, 20, Paul says, I'm free from the blood of all men. I kept back nothing that was profitable. Verse 21, he said, I went testifying to all. Verse 24, I testify the gospel. Verse 26, I'm pure of the blood of all people. Verse 27, I have not shown to show the truth. Verse 31, I witness. Hello? Verse 35, I have showed you all things. He said, I went house to house. What's he doing? He said, look, man, my departure's at hand. 
I'm about to leave this world. I've got to face God. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Woe is me if I don't testify about the truth. He said, I'm in trouble. I'm a debtor to the world. And said, so now, I'm telling you, Ephesians, I told you all. Now, what do we have in Ephesus right now? Mohammedism. Can we blame Paul for it? No. Maybe the people that he left behind, yes. Because if they were valiant for it, it would have got in there. Hello? So now, can you find this message in Ephesus? No. What do you find? Mohammedism. Catholicism. Romanism. Paganism. But not the gospel. Why? So everybody in that city is hid. And they may assume it's lost. It's not lost. It's in Canada. It's in the Caribbean. Hello? It's in Africa somewhere. It's not lost. It's lost to you. But not to them. Come on, church. Now, I'm going to give you 14 reasons how you can lose this gospel. And church, you need to know this. I didn't realize how blessed I was to be in the truth until now I matured to look back and recognize I was vulnerable. I could have believed the lie and be damned and wouldn't know it. Hello. Number one, how is the gospel hid? Here's how it's hid. St. Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. It said, when the messenger handled the word of God deceitfully, or the translator, or the reader, or the teacher, or the Bible study leader, handled the word of God deceitfully. In other words, explaining away as unnecessary what God affirmed you need. Well, baptism is just an offer set of inward grace, not in the Bible. But why do you tell that? Baptism is not necessarily for salvation. You don't need to do it. Who says that? Every tongue you speak in must have an interpreter. Who said that? Where you got that from? Oh, tongue for for missionary work. I've met one missionary who does that. Anywhere. Anytime. Never saw a conversation in the Bible where tongues were used for dialogue. Never happened. They're lying to you. Number two, Second Peter 3.16 they wrestle the scripture and tell you it's too hard to understand. Let's give you NIV version. Huh? I got some friends who tell me there's an error in the Bible. I said, oh my God, if that's the case, my friend, I can't trust that book. I can't. If there's one flaw in that Bible, I can't trust the rest of it. How do I know whether it's not a flaw? Hello? They are following scribal translators who God never called to do what they're doing, and they're, they're devil's agents to change the Word of God. Amen. They wrestle with it. Romans one twenty five point number three. They change the truth into a lie and make God like ducks and birds and stones and. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Hello? 
They changed the truth into a lie. I said, show me one place where anybody were ever baptized in false or the Holy Ghost. Well, that's what Jesus said. We'd rather listen to Jesus than the apostles. Friend, Jesus didn't write one scripture. Jesus endorsed them at Pentecost <coughs> and confirmed his word elsewhere with them. Hello. Amen. Number four. Corinthians. Say Corinthians 2, 17. If I corrupt the word of God, how can you ever find God? How are you going to find God without the word? But they corrupt the word of God. Point number five. I'm telling you how the Bible is hit today. There is a famine in the land for hearing the word of God. Oh, you hear professing scripture, but they don't possess. They love him as Savior, but not as Lord. Yes, folks. Lordship means he mastered their lives. Amen. They deny him in works. All right, point number five. St. Corinthians. Go there, please. Chapter 11. Praise God. And verse 12 to 15. They're false apostles. Guys, one can preach for me and says, What's your name? I'm Apostle John. I don't need you here. What's your name? Prophet so-and-so. Don't preach for me. I don't want them here. Well, you're going to prophesy to me. No way. False apostles. Joseph Smith is an apostle. Mohammed is an apostle. Amen. But not apostles of Christ. Constantine is an apostle. But not of Christ. Luther is an apostle. But not of Christ. Justin Martin is an apostle. And so all these guys who get with these historical church history, you've never read church history in your life outside of the book of Acts. I know these Bible schools give you church history. No, church, I promise you, they gave you the history of Catholicism. They stole the name from us and stole the title from us. But they don't have the deed. Hello. Number five, false apostles. All right. Number six, chapter four and verse four of St. Corinthians. Satan blind their minds. Just teach Bible study, and you'll see blinded minds. My wife and I sat in many homes in the city, showing people how to be born again. Now people told me, I don't believe it, even though I see it written right there. I don't take it. No way. I ain't going to do it. I said, good. Bye. No you should be talking further. Goodbye. Well, I waste my time. Because I saw the scripture, I have no foundation. Hello? One day it says, Mary didn't have any more sons and daughters. So we showed him, and he says, I still chose not to believe it. it's not there. <laughs> well, what do you do with that? You tell me what do you do with that. How do I handle that? Just walk away. Sit and blind their minds. St. Peter 3, 5. He said, they're willfully ignorant. Hello? Willfully ignorant of the truth. Willfully. 
It's staring in the face. And they won't take it. Second Corinthians 11, 1 to 4. This is powerful. You should go there. They're preaching another gospel, another Jesus. You know, many of our wonders people get deceived by these guys who speak highly of Jesus and not realize it's not the same Jesus you know. There are many Jesuses out there. There are many Christs out there. Huh? Hello? Make sure we're talking about the same Jesus before we move on. They say one God. They don't mean one, one. They mean three in one. And until you dig, you don't know that. Hello? Another gospel. Another spirit. Now they walk in and talk in tongues. And I, I, I got fun watching you guys. This is what you got to do about it. I do watch you. Know, I was watching with amazement. See if they're going to deceive you. They're writing all, the, all these tongues. And carrying on. Hello, friend. There is a sound. Amen. That's not it. <laughs> in the church we're in, this girl knew Italian. An altar pray. And try to deceive us that she was getting a hold of us. She's not Italian. The pastor wife says, Stop it now. <laughs> One guy walked around this year, last year, a little far. And back there, start talking gibberish, some other language in German. I say, you are false. Shut up. He said, well, I'm rude. No, I'm not rude. He was mocking. But you know what? They tricked one of our guys like that before. Went to our camp meeting. Hello? And we're slobbing. And carrying on. He did. It's on YouTube. I'm not making this up. It's on YouTube. He said, oh, he's got the Holy Ghost, da, da, da. The guy, he planned it to mock it. Try the Spirit and see if it's of God. Praise the Lord. Another Jesus, another gospel, another doctrine. Galatians 3 and verse 1. Point 9. You can be bewitched by sorcery. I'm going to tell you right now, every miracle that you see happening in these charismatic churches, I'm going to tell you without any fear at all, it's witchcraft at work. Simon the sorcerer is not dead. The seventh son of Sceva is not dead. And read Revelation. The successful Antichrist is coming with lying, what? What? Wonders. With signs, miracles, bring the dead back to life, and a whole bunch of stuff. First of all, that guy was not dead. <laughs> he was just comatose. Only God can bring back life. But he'll do it. Every miracle that Moses worked, they almost did. Elijah had a problem at Mount Carmel. And you're going to have one too. When people walk in here not born again, but have the gifts of the Spirit. How can you get the gifts of the Spirit when you're not even born again properly? 
They said, God, I hope you're smart. You've been sucked into lies. Hello? Bewitch, witchcraft. You want, you want to go see necromancy, guys? You haven't seen the power of the devil. He can do crazy stuff. I, I remember I saw many years ago in England on TV where the, the guy cut his tongue. Literally cut it with a, with a sharp state on uh, National Geographic. The guy went out and said, cut his tongue when he's dancing. They're being drunk. Or push him to his jaw and go right through here. And you saw the blood. And the next few minutes, it was back to normal. Like it never happened. Don't tell me it doesn't happen. Witchcraft is in the church. You say, well, well they can tell me my name and my age. I don't need the Holy Ghost to do that. Amen? The credit bureau can do a good job of that. Hello? Church, get smart. Galatians 1, verse 6 to 10. They pervert the gospel. I hate to call his name. But the guy, go like this. Come here, Caleb. I'm going to pray for you. Not to be sued. I want my wife to come stand behind you. Because I'm going to pray for you. You're going to fall backwards. Ready? One, two, three. Fall back. <laughs> If he won't go, I'll push him over. <laughs> if that don't work, I get some persuasion here. Brother, come here back here, please. I need a muscles guy give me the counseling back here. Tell when I breathe, you should fall down. Take him back out, please. Take him back out, please. That's it. A bunch of gangs, that's what they do. It's exactly what they do. You know what they also do? When you come through the door, they got these earphones put in their ears. And say, what's your name? I'll call you right. And they tell this guy back here what your name is. And oh, over there. Oh, oh, oh. God show me. You got. Come on over here. Hey, liar. The usher told him. And all the wheelchairs, the real wheelchairs, never got on stage. Church, they pervert the gospel. There's real healing. Hello? Colossians 2. And verse 8 to 14. Philosophy. Now I want to tell you, friend, I'm not against Bible school, but I'm going to say this much. I wouldn't send my kid to one. Not today. Why not? Well, first of all, they're not studying the Bible. The Bible is secondary. They've got 2,500 books to read. And maybe after they graduate, read the Bible. And your cost of your books is about $30,000. When a Bible only costs maybe 100 bucks. And you're not studying the Bible, friend. And by the way, the church father you're studying is not, is not the apostles. You're studying other guys from Rome. And Greece, especially performing arts. Now, before you kick me and talk against me, take a trip to Rome. 
Take a trip to the Mediterranean. Go see for yourself. See where the performing arts come from. And by the way, before you ask me if Genesis Institute is accredited, go find out what that word means. Most one's Pentecostal don't know what that word means. And they all have the word, are you accredited? I said, by whom? I'm going to ask you, by whom? Who on earth accredited the apostles? Tell me, please. Who accredited Moses? Jeremiah, Abaca. Talk to me, please. Who accredited Jesus? Who accredited Paul? And what did he do with it? What did he do with it? He called what? Dung. We can't use that word. It's not very politically correct. Excretion is a better word. Come on, beloved. What's that, friend? Bible school. Muslims study Mohammedism. Catholic study Catholicism. Mormons study Mormonism. Jews study Judaism. But Pentecostal, I don't know what they study. Everything. Anything. Anything. Everything. And graduate boys and girls will come and tell you what, accept Christ as your personal Savior. I want to take a real look at Acts 2.38. Now, church, please don't judge me by those guys' standards. If you want to know if I'm accredited, there are a few things you should ask me with your Bible open. Is this line upon line, precept upon precept? Huh? You can only accredit me as a Bible student, amen, and a Bible professor based on six to six books. You have no business to use any other book to to check me out. <laughs> Philosophy is spoiled, sons. First Timothy six twenty twenty one. Science false to so called. We got preachers and teachers in our movement that teach scientific creation. Nonsense. Absolutely hogwash. Tell them Dr. Nina says that. There is no science in creation. God says, foster so-called. God scoff at the word science. And all science trying to do is eliminate him. In the beginning, God. And when God was doing that, there was no philosopher or scientist around. And there is no bang theory. <laughs> Nonsense. And the world is not billions and billions of years old. The Bible gave me the date of the earth. 
And then God saw these days there shall be no more. Hello? With some professing of shipwreck. Amen. First Thessalonians 2, 1 to 2, and verse 6. Just at church, if I've got to follow the article of faith of some pagan religion to get my degree, then I'm in trouble. What do I have to sell to get accreditation? What do I have to give up? They ain't coming my way, I'm going their way. Hello? Well, the church I went to, my pastor said, you ain't going. I'm glad I didn't go. I haven't met one that can put a circle around me, not as long as you say in the Bible. I will not try to remember any Roman bishop's name like Sabellius, Praxius. Who is Praxius? Who is Sabellius? Who cares? Talk to me about Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew. Talk to me about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then I talk to you about that. And when I stand before God, He won't ask me about any other name. He said, I'm going to believe on Him through their word. Twelve men. Hallelujah. And anybody else, they're liars and forgers of lies. Let me tell you, friend. Hermeneutics. Well, you can't explain the Bible except through hermeneutics. You folks don't know what that means. It's a pagan God. Huh? Pagan God. Hey, man, you're going to preach with exegesis. What's that nonsense? In the Bible? Where it came from? Huh? And what's the trilogy and eschatology and demonology and just devils, huh? Say like it is, devil, satanic. Hey, Christology. Come on, church. Well, these ologies. I might as well sing Sam Cooke's song. Don't know much about science, but don't know much about the French you took. Come on, church. Let me tell you, you know who's going to false doctrine? Science and philosophy. And the church is trying to become politically correct so it won't be persecuted. Huh? Hello? Hello? I go on, folks. Don't stir me up. we got this filthy, dirty, nasty manuscript called Synacticus, Vaticanus, Alexandrus. They got the corrupt word of so-called Bible that robbed Jesus of deity, huh? Changed the word of God, huh? And you try to promote it in their church? Can you imagine down the road, fifteen different versions being read? The pastor reading one perversion, and you got other versions down there. And some are saying, "Is there a word from the Lord?" <laughs> Don't you ever come in and judge by some scholarship out there. Hello. Praise God. First Thessalonians 2. Come to a close here. Verse 1 to 2 and verse 16. Amen. They are forbidding us to speak in the name of Jesus. Don't pray 
I'd call the name. Praise thy God, but don't say what his name is. We're still doing it. Write your song, but don't put the name Jesus in there. Let's put him. The proverbial him. Huh? Don't name him. You may offend other buyers and purchasers. I like these songs like this. You know, it says here. Amazing grace. How sweet it's sounds. Now, was this guy oneness? No. But I'll tell you one thing. No, this song makes sense. Hello. God ruled over every one of us. Save or unsaved. God can go in the bar and save a man. I didn't invite you to do that. Because he's throwing a drunk in the bar. <laughs> Hello? He can go in the hookers, join and save a girl right there. But he won't send me there. Hello? Because he cannot be tempted with sin. Maybe this is all right. Am I preaching? Is this the word of God? Yes. Brothers this now. When you cross Gilgal, it matters. Let's worship God. Church tradition. Mark 7 and verse 7 and 13. What's tradition? Oh, that one girl told me she just, she just got her wish. After all those years, I got saved, she, and she knew about her faith. She came in afterwards, she wouldn't get saved. She said, no. And she said, if my grandma is lost, based on what you said, then I don't want to be saved, I want to go where she is. What a statement. When a guy in hell said, I am here, tell my brothers, don't come. She's not biblical. She's not making sense. This is a man. She's not in hell. But he's in hell. So go tell my five brethren, don't come here. Am I in the Bible? Can somebody recognize the truth? Tradition is killing people. The last moment they want to give it to God. Romans 1, 18. They hold the truth in unrighteousness. Think of it, church. They know the truth, and they won't do it. Hello? We've had some people more recently gone into Trinitarian church. They backslid, but they've gone past backsliding. They're apostate now. Once you cross the line, you'll never get back. You're done. They reverse everything they did. It's called apostasy. Oh, it's the same thing. That tell me you're blinded. You're messed up. Let's stand. Church, don't let anybody keep you out of church. You didn't come here for me to love you. Or the person beside you to like you. You come here because there's truth. I hope you have no other reason for coming here but for truth. I come for truth. And when the truth starts preaching, I'm gone. I'm gone. That's truth. I want to go to heaven. I'm not going to H-E-L-L. One guy was asked, I said, what in hell do you want? He says, nothing. 
Hello. Don't hide the truth from your kids. Amen. Chapter 1, verse 8. In Thessalonians says, If I obey not the gospel, Hello? God will take vengeance. In 1 Corinthians 9, 12, Paul says, I did not want to hear the gospel. Now, I think this is the gospel. Since God preached to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it couldn't be just Acts 2.30 alone. There was no Acts 2.30 then. What did God preach to Abraham and Isaac? One God. He was pagan. His father was. And God brought him out. Revealed to him. And he said to the king of Sodom, I don't want nothing from you, you people. Leave me alone. I swear to the one true God. Is that right? And he, God says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He passed it on throughout Israel all the way down till Jesus Christ came. And we are saying we are serving the God of Abraham. Walking the steps of Abraham. Now, Abraham, when God gave the revelation of the oneness of God, he said, now I want to be circumcised. That's a seal. When we got the revelation of oneness of God, we got circumcised without hands, the heart. Is that right? And then God sealed us with the Holy Ghost. That's what we believe. We got sealed. Amen. That means we are the covenanted people of God. Hey, I want to go to heaven. Preacher, preach it to me. Don't hide the truth. Tell it like it is. Woo, hallelujah. I went to college, and after I graduated, I realized who my true teachers were. We had one that indulged us in our foolishness, carrying on, and Kept me out on class early and go get drunk and bars and all that stuff. We did all that. He did it with us. And when one of them kept her nose to the grind, he was, <laughs> Mr. LaPlante was jealous. He would not befriend us. We couldn't friend him. We wouldn't run. He would just, he just strict as whatever. He, he and Antoniac just worked to rule. But after we left, I was going to the workforce and realized, they were the better teacher. When I faced the crisis, I realized that was a better teacher. I want to take care of something here. Come here, honesty. Come here, please. Honesty, come here, please. I spent a lot of years with my mom's sisters before we finally joined our parents. Uh, my auntie, godly, Almost too godly. <laughs> he was tough. We couldn't go to movies. We couldn't go to fair. Nothing the, church, the school had. We couldn't go. So I took up myself to go by force. I just go and come and get beaten up. <laughs> Got whipped for going. Sent me to church. I went to church over to movies instead. And she came to church afterwards. She went to we go to bed and then she go whack whack whack. You know, when she came to Canada and she met all the kids, I couldn't be the same woman. She's so nice. I said, that's not how you treat us. What are you doing? <laughs> what happened to you? 
But she kept me on the track. If she didn't do that, how bad would I have been? Ten times worse. But we got neighbors whose kids were never chastised. Did everything they wanted to. And church, I'd hate to hear with sadness what happened to those kids. Thank you. Church, you cannot go wrong. You can't go wrong. Getting what the apostles gave. It's your right. It's your right to believe in one God. It's your right to be repent of your sins. It's your right to be baptized in Jesus' name. It's your right to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak with all the tongues as the Spirit give utterance. And it's right to live holy. You can't go to heaven not living holy. Ladies, God hates splits. Whether in the congregation or in your dress. The only split you put up with is the man trousers. One leg here, one leg over there. That's all split you gonna boy I lost you now. Ooh, Lord of mercy. It's true, church. Hell is not worth it. You're better off going beyond the call. They put on those people because I tell you, the last thing you want to meet is the devil in hell. He deserves to go there. You don't. He deserves to go there. He called a problem. And he should burn. You got what he said? Say with me. He should what? He said, what? I can't wait till Jesus step on him. And crush his head. Come on, somebody. Hello. Hello. God don't care how the heathen dress. But does care how we dress. And how we look. And the world says it doesn't matter. That church, they're legalistic. I said, look, nothing God does is illegal. You're lawless. That's why you hate legalism. But, hey, you know, a society without legalism is, is anarchy. Is that right? Is that right? Let's praise God right now. Shukub mahala mahashalabaha. Hutala mahaya. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to say with all respect tonight, church. Don't you ever walk intimidated by anybody who says, Well, I went to Bible school for five years, and I got a degree, and I... Look, don't worry about it. If you're talking long enough, they're going to tell you, I know t- who Paul's wife was, Timothy. <laughs> I knew where the five wives men ended up in Samaria. To see Simon the saucer. Hey church. I've heard a Bible student. Said some terrible things. When I was in church. In the front pew. He says. The Bible says many mansion. He's not really a mansion. It's a hut. I thought. My God. You lost me right there. <laughs> Jesus didn't go to heaven. And prepare for me a hut. <laughs> Come off of that. A hut? Is that the best he could do? Even a beaver could do better than that. A hut? And church, 
then you got some guy says, you know, the New Jerusalem is not a literal place. No, it's not literal at all. It's just a figure of speech. I'm not sure where he's going. But where I'm going, friend, carbuncles don't mean car wrecks. Well, pearls, jasper, I believe that. You guys believe that? City of gold, you're going to walk on it? Jesus says, if it were not so, I would have told you. Then who's the Bible scholar? Church, these guys are quacks. They, too much learning make them what? Mad. Stay with the book. I want to tell you right now, King James were not saved. Neither was Cyrus. But God used Cyrus to build the temple. And he did exactly what God told him. Because God told the king, you eat grass for how long? Seven years. What did he do? Eat grass for how long? And I believe God changed his digestive system so he wouldn't die. He had to. Otherwise he would die. And God chose men to do his will. Save or no save. And church, can you imagine? Can you believe this church? Anybody speak Spanish? God says, in the original text, I said, guys, have you ever seen the original text? No. Then what are you talking about? Oh, you know, in, in, in the Greek. You speak Greek? We were in Greece, right? It's a dirty place. Dirty, bad. Eh? And I'm, I'm not being nasty. It's true. It's not kept. And church, do you see any revelation of one that's there? Much of naked pictures, right? They don't wear clothes. In the, in the museums, they're all naked. Rome, they're all naked. Nothing left to the imagination. Hello? And we're being pushed to believe in these guys. Don't be judged by a Dead Sea Scroll. Don't be judged by Dr. So-and-so. The guy I don't know what he's talking about. Let him talk all he wants to. You stick to your Bible. Lord Jesus, tonight, help us, God, to stay with the apostolic doctrine. I believe God, Bible school means we study from Genesis to Revelation. Never leave that book. Stay in that book. God, there's so much to learn. And it's you that bring revelation. You said we must study the word. Learn of you. We don't care.